Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan Hausler with Evoke Bike. So today I want to talk about progression in intervals. And part of progression is when do we add more time and when do we add more watts to our interval training? So four scenarios that I want to talk through are threshold or FTP intervals, VO2 max intervals, over-unders, and tempo. And this came up in a recent podcast with my former coach, Tom Bell, when he was on that triathlon show. And the interviewer asked Tom, how do you deal with progression? And I thought his answer was really good. And it's something that shined through in our relationship as me as the athlete and him as the coach. Tom was discussing, you know, if you're in a block of training, there's only a certain number of workouts that you're going to do. You don't really want to just do random varied things all the time. Because even though that might be fun and fresh, you're not going and it's harder to track progress. But also, I think it's important to get in the zone on a few different workouts. And part of that is the mental fortitude you need to bring to some of these workouts because they're really freaking hard. You might not crack it on the first time. Maybe you get it on the second time. And by the end of three weeks, you've done some really quality training. The thing that's interesting, progression, I really feel is played out because of the fact that we're taking very arbitrary numbers to assign to the intervals to judge success. So if you do four by 10, then it's like you do four by 12 or you do three by 15. And who's to say that four by 10 was the right thing to start at? And who's to say you couldn't have done three by 15 the first time? It's hard to pick the exact perfect time perfect wattage target also for that very specific day. So we don't always know if this is the exact right thing to do. And so what Tom had said on the podcast was they asked athletes to repeat similar protocols, but then the difference is the progression is on the last one. If you're still feeling good, you know, go a little bit longer. And this way the athlete finds the right level of progression. We never trained where it was like, Hey, you did five by five at this Watts. Now next week we're doing more wattage. Tom is very focused on what are we working on physiologically in this training session to make you a better athlete for your event. And I think it's really important because there is a lot of conversation about progression and yes we want to progress as athletes but that does not mean every workout has to progress because at some point we'd all have 800 watt ftps and sprinting at 4,000 watts you know and so what changes over time once you after years of training and you hit an ftp that you're really not going to you can't get any higher uh what happens well you can do those at less stress you'll see your heart rate is lower You'll be able to do them later in a ride. You'll be able to do more of them. You'll be able to ride at more time and zone. And this takes years and years and years and years. I've trained over 160,000 miles on the road now, and I'm still setting like 10-minute PRs, 12-minute PRs. And then I'm going back and taking a fraction of that and trying to do repeats of those. And this is a really long game. So I'm always surprised when I read in a, in a forum someone's uh, – and I'm not knocking people, but if you're saying you're an experienced – train cyclists and you've trained for three years, you just aren't. It's just, you are still very new and that's exciting. You have so much room to grow. So I think part of the growth is when do we add more time? When do we add more Watts? And unfortunately, like most things in training for an endurance sport where you're trying to change your physiology and become a better athlete, it depends on your situation, but hopefully we can talk through some of these situations and let's use an example with an athlete that right now has an FTP of 300 watts. You might start your FTP intervals at four by eight 
or, or four by 10. And I think it's important to really focus on trying to hit 100% FTP or more. You could rest five minutes in between, whatever the interval duration is, take about half of that time as the rest in between. When do we add more time? Me personally, as a coach, I don't think you need to add more than one hour of threshold work. That's a lot. Usually, most of my threshold sessions will end around 40 to 50 minutes in time. Other coaches might add more. I just don't see the extra fatigue that that brings on creates much more success for the athletes. You know, if you listen to Grant Koontz's podcast that we did, he talked a lot about how in American racing, a lot of the hard parts of the race are this eight to 12 minute power. That's where the race explodes. And that's a big decider in road races before it sits up again. So I think you really want to have more watts as opposed to just accumulating more and more time. And so I would probably very rarely assign a six by 10 minute. I think that three by 20 minutes could have some use for athletes, maybe for some time trialists, maybe for some athletes that are even in road races. I don't, I don't think it's necessary to do that long, maybe. And the only time that I would really extend the durations beyond 20 minutes are when athletes have races that demand that there's an hour long climb. They're doing something like Leadville. They're doing something like a European Grand Fondo that has very long climbs. There's not a lot in the U.S. that has that. But ask yourself, is this training actually specific to my upcoming event or, you know, upcoming? Maybe it's in eight months. So when do we ride at more watts? For me, I lean more towards having an athlete having more watts. 110% for this athlete would be 330 watts. I think, number one, a higher level athlete needs to be pushing 110% on these 10 minute intervals. If they want to keep progressing and go from cat three to cat two to cat one, and maybe go on even further than that, you need to be able to put out that type of wattage, or you're just not going to stay at the front of the race. And then if you can knock out one, maybe you can do two, you know, maybe you've always been doing these at hundred 105% and you go and do one at 110. And then the rest of the day is screwed. Well, you got to keep working towards it. You go and do one and then you say, hey, I'm going to do one at 110%. Then I'm really going to try and hold 98%. I can't do 100. Then I'm going to go do one at 110%. And I'm really going to try the second one. I'm going to do it 100. And then I'm going to see what happens with the third and the fourth. The progression doesn't have to be always completing every set at time and zone if you're trying to add more watts. I, I do not believe that you have to always be doing 40 minutes of threshold to make it a good threshold day. This leads into the question, when do we go for a PR? There are days where I will sacrifice a workout to set a PR. Say I'm going out for a five by five. Well, I'll keep it to FTP. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do four by tens or four by eights. I like doing the shorter stuff with more watts. And I'm warming up and I'm thinking, man, I'm feeling good. And I get into this and I have my target set and I'm going and I'm like two or three minutes in this thing. And I'm just, I feel like I can push more. That is the day. Forget Number two, three, and four. On number one, I'm going to blast out a PR. And why is that? Because 
it's very hard for us to ever pick a day when it's like, hey, this is your test day. This is the day when you're going to absolutely crush it. It's almost impossible to predict that. We try to get ourselves as best set up for races, but a race is much different than a one-off effort. So a one-off effort, when is your best one going to be? Some days it just happens. And I would sacrifice that because now you're going to have new numbers to base off. If this guy is doing you know, a 300 watt FTP, 330 is 110%. And he's just flowing one day and he's like, yo, I think I can do 345 today. He should throw that down. And then we can base interval progression off of that. Like we know, whoa, you've had a breakthrough somewhere. Now we need to kind of reshift this. And then maybe at some point we need to do an FTP test or let's see what the algorithms think about a couple of these efforts. You know, I think it is important to let it rip when you feel really good. And then you didn't, you didn't sacrifice a workout day. You know, you re, you're going to reset some zones based off this. You're learning something from this. So there's value in that. The other question that you need to ask yourself, where are you getting drops? If it's at, at the end of the race, let's say on a 10 minute climb, then it's more important to get a bunch of working on a, on a hard ride, maybe on a weekend ride when you have three hours and then train these 10, 10 minute efforts so that you can also have the mental aspect of, Hey, I'm super fatigued. I need to be able to go out and try and crush myself so I can stick with other people in this race. But if it's just a you know, early in the race and you're getting dropped on 10 minute climbs or a 10 minute effort, or it gets really hard for 10 minutes and you can't hang on, you just know you need more watts. You, I would personally have you be doing more four by eights at higher and higher wattages because that's the breaking point for you. Think about the progression as it applies to you being successful in your race. Now let's talk about VO2 max. So very classic, five by five, 120% for this athlete, this would be 360 watts. How do we look at repeatability? And then how do we look at when do we want to go longer? When do we want to do more watts? I think it depends on where you are in the season. Also, there's, I think, better workouts for better preparation of races. Since we're talking about races, shorter and harder, the three-minute hard start, let's say, you know, 130% for 30 to 45 seconds, and then trying to hold as high of VO2 max wattage as you can, maybe do that five or six times. That's really good before racing starts. Because those are the, oh crap, someone's going, you need to jump across to them. You are going, you're not, you're just going full send. And then you guys are trying to stay away. It's very specific to your race. And it's good to not only have that pressure on the pedals and having to put out the watts in training, but mentally you remember how deep you have to go. Looking at repeatability on five by fives, I do think it's important to try to hit the similar wattages on the fifth one. Now, if you're struggling on the first two, you know you're just going too hard. It's you're, If you're struggling on the first two, you're just not going to hold it on the fifth. But the first one should be, hey, this is, oh, yeah, I'm doing VO2 max day. Second one's like, oh, this is kind of uncomfortable. Third one's like, oh, damn, I kind of hate doing this. And then the fourth and fifth, you re that's when you're really focusing and you're earning your money that day. But what about the longer ones? And if you read Landry's, not the last blog, maybe the one before on the slow component, what about... If you do a hard start and have wattage at 105 to 110%, you can train VO2 max that way also through the slow component. Go check out our blog if you don't know what that is. Also, I find these longer hard starts and lower wattages, when I say lower, meaning into high threshold, low VO2 max wattage, 
it's very race specific. There are times in the race where there's these six, eight, 10 minute efforts that are just very hard, very super threshold. This is literally what we just talked about two minutes ago in the threshold section. Above threshold and low maximal aerobic power. I know when I say low VO2 max power, some people are gonna say there's no VO2 max power. I get it. It's a physiological system, but in that range is really important to be good at. And then when do we PR? Same thing. There, are, I have a litmus for myself. I always want to be able to do five minutes at 500. And every once in a while, I just go crank that out. And I know if I have that, I would do more repeats around 460 to 480. If I can do repeats at that, if I can crank out 500, it's usually when I'm riding pretty well. And so as you train more and more, you'll have these benchmarks, but don't let the benchmarks hold you back. Trust me, I'm still trying to ride five minutes harder than that. If I could do 520, 545, you know, keep going. But that's just my, I always want to make sure I can do 500. So then with VO2 max, when do we add more watts? If you are doing a five by five and you're completing them all, I'd add a few more watts or I would shorten the duration and go harder. The other aspect is you can train your VO2 max with the hard starts and the remaining wattage is done at high threshold. Those ones, I wouldn't add more watts. I would just add more time. So you might have a 45 second hard start and then you're going for four minutes at 110%. Maybe you go five minutes, maybe you go six minutes. These turn into those ones that they're not slow component. You're not slowly getting to VO2 max. You're getting to VO2 max quickly, but holding it longer at the lower wattage is very effective to train VO2 max. I think once you get into a ballpark of where you're at with maximal aerobic wattages, you're not adding too much. You're trying to get better. And that's where the PRs come from. And you'll reset your numbers that way. You know, whether you're doing 360, if you can add more on, eventually you'll get to 380. Um, it's not going to go up much more until your FTP increases. And so just, I don't know if adding more Watts is the right way to look at it from week to week. Over-unders. These ones are interesting because over-unders are what I use to boost FTP because remember FTP is the balance of how much lactate you create and how much you can clear. I believe that over-unders are much more effective at boosting athletes FTPs versus doing steady state intervals. However, steady states are easier to see progression because an athlete can compare, hey, I did 10 minutes at 300 watts, now I did 10 minutes at 310 watts, da 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 that being said, what we said in the very first part of the video, maybe you could have done 310 watts the first time. We don't know. It's impossible to perfectly dial it in. There's power meter error. What if you had 2% under read and 2% over read? The power meters are tools. They are not the end all be all. So with over-unders, the first one that I would give to people is like a three by 10 minute, excuse me, is a three by 12 minute. 30 seconds at 120%, and then two minutes at the lactate clearance rate at around 75 to 85%. Most athletes hit a home run with this. If they don't, then this is, hey, we're not going to go any harder or make them any longer because they're struggling with this. But just elongating that over to 45 seconds makes it much more difficult. And now you've got a 15 minute interval. Or for an athlete, I might, these are the ones where I think you can get away with some variety because. You don't want to just get in the groove of over, under, over, under, over, under. It becomes a little robotic and no races like that. This is to change your physiology. Create lactate, work on clearing lactate. Create it, clear it, create it, clear it. You will improve with these. To keep it fresh and to still accomplish the same things, what about a four-minute hard start at 110%, then a minute at 
100 and 506 and then a minute and a half at the under and then you can modulate the under 70 to 80 or maybe we're doing 80 to 90. Um, I do change the under percentage to be higher as we get closer to races because there is a paper that Tom had showed me that the what the study found was our natural uh, best rate at clearing lactate is about 70 to 80% FTP. So if you're going a little bit harder, you're not really training the clearance aspect as much, but it's more race specific. If you can still do the overs and go harder under, you're going to be better prepared. So it's a mixed bag in those. And you also have to look at your rider type. If you have a big anaerobic capacity, you might really need to make these longer to begin with because you're going to crush the overs. The overs aren't going to be hard for you at all. You've got all this anaerobic capacity to cover the wattage needed. So that always brings us back to this has to be athlete specific. What is your natural physiology? What's the physiology that you're trying to change for what type of event? As we talked about, if you have a long grand fondo or like long climbs or Leadville, that's going to be different training than if you're doing a hundred mile gravel race, or if you're doing an American three hour road race, or if you're crit racing all the time. So always look at yourself in the event. It's so important. And then the last one, tempo intervals. I think this is a really easy one to discuss because I don't ever, almost ever, there's very rare exceptions where I'd have an athlete do over 80 minutes of tempo in one session. And usually I just spread them out over a three or four hour weekend ride when they're going to be by themselves. It makes the ride go by very quickly. You could do 15 to 20 minute sections of it. If you're not fresh, tempo can, can be tough. And especially for those durations, but I think there's a great muscular component to it. You are constantly keeping a solid amount of pressure on the pedals. It is quite fun. The ride moves along quickly and it's not the most aerobic ride, but it is a ride that many races will have a lot of tempo, uh, tempo time in them. So I think it's good that you can get this in. So I hope that this video helped you more understand when should you go for the PR? When should you add more time? When should you add more Watts? If you really like this video or found it helpful, will you please like the video? Please subscribe. Thank you to everybody. We just hit 3000 subscribers on YouTube. That's awesome. Let's get to four. Please share it with a friend. And if you need any coaching help, we have one-on-one -on -one coaching, semi-custom, a couple plans on training peaks that are more like outlines that help you put together your own plan. That's about it. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate it. Good luck with your training. Stay warm. It's getting cool here in North Carolina. See ya.